Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 305, and it is Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. We are back uh, once again this week. Uh, we will be talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, which is the 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It just uh, premiered this past Friday. So we're going to talk about our non-spoiler thoughts before we get into our spoiler-filled review. So uh, uh, just uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we got Jim Savard in the chat here. We're live on Facebook. He says 305. That's right, man. Uh, uh, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just keeping the Codex Nerdverse train rolling. Uh, and as Carl is sharing the episode... Uh, I want just want to give a quick shout out to uh, you, you, my friend Jim, for once again uh, being on the show and for putting us in your uh, upcoming comic, which is going to be really cool. And also a sponsor, our sponsor, uh, Infamous Customs, our dear friend of the show, Afton Ward. Uh, you can go to Infamous Customs to get all sorts of Codex Prime apparel uh, and also customizable T-shirts, hoodies, uh, whatever whatever you see fit. Uh, you can send your design ideas to infamouscustoms.com or follow her on Instagram at mfamucustoms. So, yeah, man, we got... Uh, Jim Savard says uh, he wants to be on episode 369. Nice. Uh, <laughs> 369. Damn, she fine. Get low, get low, get low, get low. Okay. To the window. <laughs> to the to wall. The Sorry. Yeah. That was, I was in Springfield last week uh-huh. going through some of my, uh, you know, emptying out some of my dad's storage units. Mm-hmm. And... That I just drove up to a car and he was blasting that song, mm. and just randomly like I just caught the vibe like it was two thousand five again. Like I, yeah. I for some reason instantly had on a white do rag, extra long, extra long white tee. Remember, mm-hmm. elbows not showing. <laughs> a jersey, some baggy jeans. And some t- and some air forces, white on whites. Wow. Mm. That that was the height of fashion back in the mid two thousands, wasn't it? It was. It was. I look good. Kiss my ass. I look good. <laughs> if uh, if you say so, I mean, yeah, I mean, maternity wear t shirts were all the rage back then. They sure were. In <laughs> my white t. Oh, in my white t. Yeah, there there is no hot sauce uh this this week, Jim. Um but uh but but we know hot sauce has multiple uses. Um like I said, we if something for every palate, you know. There's all sorts of hot sauces. You know, speaking of hot sauces, I know I watched Hot Ones uh recently on YouTube and there's, there's actually two episodes I recommend, one with Viola Davis. She did one? Yep, she did one. Okay, okay, I'm going to watch yeah. that one. And then there was one with uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, those were fun, fun episodes, fun episodes to watch. Um, I, I, I would like to do something like hot ones, you know, just have like, you know, ten wings or like ten uh, chicken tenders or whatever, and then like have like ten hot sauces lined up, um, and it gets progressively hotter, and we just have like a conversation. Um, you know, hot ones—they actually sell that in uh, supermarkets, actually. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, big shout outs to a friend of the show, uh, Roberto's, and big shout outs to uh, Steambox. They started up their new season again. Nice. So, um, yeah, definitely check those out. Mm. But I know he did one with he did one with his students. Oh, cool. Yeah. Also, we are both uh, invited back to Steambox as well. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, just yeah, you know, I just let me know the when the date is, and I can plan accordingly. Uh. Yeah, man. So, yeah, Carla, what you been up to as you're sharing the episode? Well, now that I don't finish that, and okay, so, man, <clears throat> my busy week still continues. Oh, does it? But damn it, I've been playing God of War Ragnarok. Nice. Okay. All right, the pants off experience. Definitely did that. Okay. As well as well, you should. As uh, the great Homelander says, it was perfect. Perfect. Everything down to the last minute details. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I've heard I've heard nothing but universal praise for this game. So uh, and it is due. Hmm. So how how far along are you in the game? So I'm far? probably like three and a half hours. Okay, that's you know is what I got. I had a pretty busy weekend, but mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, you did. But damn it! <laughs> it was, it's perfect. Perfect game. How does it compare to the 2018 God of War? Ooh, them shits is neck and neck. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, neck and neck. One complaint, which I. Hot, yes, God of War is a masterpiece. Mm. It's perfect. Okay. He has not said boy. Hmm. Interesting. But if you remember in the game, in the 2018 game, like he stood, um, Atreus stood up for himself. He did. So that's when you know the boy stopped. Hmm. Read it, boy. I just happened to come across that clip on TikTok, and I was like, that shit was fucking classic. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, Kyle, my friend, you are right. I agree with you 110%. It is a masterpiece. Mm. It was perfect. Perfect. Okay. Everything down to the last minute details. All right. It's a rating system that they have on TikTok. Like, mostly mm. nerds do it. It's uh, usually, like, a guy that either goes, woo, which mm. is, like, fairly good. Mm-hmm. Then there's, it's perfect, you know, home care. Then there's a guy screaming, that's right, it's the goat. The goat. Mm-hmm. And if something's, ri- and then EDP, I mean, it's all right. Like, mm-hmm. another scene, overrated as fuck, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then it's the rock. If it's a bit, if it's really bad, the rock goes. It's the biggest piece of dog shit. <laughs> mm. Okay, so that's the TikTok rating system. Yes. All right. Yes, they they've done it for like so many things. Like I, one I recently saved was uh, they ranked every WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah. Seventeen was perfect. Yeah. Perfect. A lot of woos. Hmm. Uh, nine was the biggest piece of dog shit. Yeah, can't argue that. I, I like the setting of it. It just poorly delivered. 
Yeah, it was. Mm. But um, but yeah, God of War. Oh my God. Yeah, I I will I will definitely get into Ragnarok. Um, I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to uh, pick up a copy yet, but I'll I'll stop by uh, Best Buy after work and pick it up yes. and pop it in the OLED. And uh, oh my God, oh my God, you better get some plastic for your furniture. Listen, man, it's gonna be the juiciest experience. You had to add an extra Harrison. <laughs> you had to add a little extra Harrison to that. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I just finished Cyberpunk recently, so I'm all I'm all in for God of they War. Got a DS- they have a DLC coming out. Yep, I know. Yep, I'll definitely uh, keep an eye out for that. Oh, it's gonna be in. Ba- that's already in the backseat. We already know. Yeah, I mean, because there's no there's no new game plus mode for Cyberpunk, so makes it easier for me to move on. Yeah. Um, Trust me, Chris has to agree. I know he had to have pick it up. God of War. It's perfect. Okay. Now, you know, you know, God of War Ragnarok like from what I've seen since I since I mean 28 the 2018 one, that was my game of game of that year. Right. So, it's stiff competition this year. It's going to be between God of War versus Elden Ring. Yeah, that's a whoo. Yeah. And speaking of which, those are I think those are the two of the six nominees for this year's Game Awards. I haven't even seen any of the nominees. When is the first of all, when is the Game Awards? Um it is, I believe, December eighth. Uh let me pull it up on God, the old so uh much to do that day. What? Game Awards twenty twenty two. Yep, it's coming out uh December eighth. Um once again in the Microsoft Theater. Um the 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 uh, nominees have been announced. So for Game of the Year, God of War, Ragnarok, uh, and Elden Ring will be competing against each other. Oh, that's gonna be a fight. Along with Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, shit. Uh, a Plague Tale Requiem, which, which just came out. It's gotten tons of praise. Uh, Stray and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Good, good solid round. Fi- oh, God. Ugh. You know what? I won't be mad if any of these games win. It could, I won't. It, it could. It could. I'll be, probably be the worst one. I'll probably be the most pissed off if Stray wins. I like Stray, but um, that would be a bold ass choice compared to God of War and Elden Ring, right? <laughs> and even Horizon Forbidden West. If Stray, either Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles Three, and a Plague Tale Requiem, mm. if any of those three win, I will be upset. It's got to be those it's got to be Elden Ring, God of War or Horizon. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll Didn't see. Start yet. Miss Alana Stewart just surprised me with the God of War controller. She is a That's right, she's the goat. The goat. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so so we got Mr. Chapman who says God of War is a masterpiece. We got it Chris is. Stewart uh, uh singing its praises. Uh, even though he didn't start it yet. We got we got we got a uh, Mr. Bird saying that it's perfect in every way, down to the last minute, last minute, minute detail. details. Yes. Okay, well, you know, like it's it's you know, you know Ragnarok is it's one of those games where like I haven't seen a single review because I don't need to because I know you already know I already know like I just, it's just a matter of me picking up my copy, sitting down. Oh my god, the first. Fight with Thor. 
Ooh. And that is Ooh. all. I, I saved a clip and sent it to my buddy, Matt. Mm-hmm. He is like, what the fuck? Okay. All right. If you want, I'll sh- No. I'll, 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 okay, will you? Oh, I'm going to get it this week. So I'll probably get it as early as tomorrow. So, you know. Um, I want you. I want you to record yourself. Record myself. Well, the the moment Thor shows up, you pause it and just watch and just sit mm-hmm. and just record yourself. Okay. And send the video. Like you're, I already know your face will be absolute priceless. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm shake I'm on it. I need you to do that. I need for you to do that. The Codex primers <laughs> need that. I'm already regretting myself by freaking not recording your reaction of the punch heard around the world from the NS Tubi movie, The Psychic. <laughs> uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Like, I will text you as soon as I watch that scene, man. You know you what? No, word. better yet, FaceTime me. FaceTime you? FaceTime me. I need to see your face. <laughs> okay. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But uh yeah, I'll hope I'm hope hopefully I'll, I'll I'll get the game tomorrow. But um yeah, man. I'm looking forward I to it. I went on my lunch break to work. I have not even lunch break. Like I I just went ahead and got it during the day. Nice. Yeah. On I'm release supposed to. release but. date? Yep. Nice. That's what yeah, that's, that's that's what you're supposed to do, man. Yep. Then I took a cl- I took a client to his parents' house. Mm-hmm. He's alone on that visit. Okay. So I just kind of sit around, usually just sit around and hang out, do whatever, mm-hmm. and wait for him. Okay. And then I was going to sit there outside the house and just kind of wait for him to be done. No. no <laughs> I went home. Yeah. I went home and put it in the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got home, yeah, I'd be ready. Yeah. Juicy. Oh, my God. Mm. Okay. So, uh, all right. Take a breath. All right. You, you, need, you need to collect yourself, Carl? I'm fine. I'm okay. fine. Okay. But I need you to do that for me. Sure. We'll see. All right. So, uh, I can feel the magic. I'm telling you. <laughs> and he will too. <laughs> all right. All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the Ragnarok experience provides. I'm expecting nothing but great things. Um, damn, that's a. Ooh, that's a yo, Ed. We got notice that not one game of the I posted up a po- a picture mm-hmm. and I think you know what? When we do our game awards review, mm-hmm. we're gonna have I'm gonna reach out to, you know, a boy Ed. Okay. Game of Delphia Party Nerds. Yes. yes we gonna talk. Okay. Xbox has not had an exclusive nominee. In hmm. ten years, really? Hmm, is that true? I really like somebody posted it on Reddit. Like not even one of the Halo games. You would think Halo would just be like a layup. Xbox hasn't had an exclusive game nominated to the Game Awards for ten years now. Hmm. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's mainly been Nintendo, and it's a small meme, so I can't really like say it. So uh, see it, and they just got the pictures. But mm-hmm. yeah, twenty fifteen Bloodborne and Mario Maker. Yep. I think I want to say that Xenoblade Super Mario for the Switch. Mm-hmm. This one I just can't make out, but twenty sixteen that... Uncharted. Yep. Twenty seventeen. I want to say that's Horizon. Yeah, that's Horizon. Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. Yep. Twenty eighteen Spider Man, God of War. Mm-hmm. Nothing for Nintendo. Nothing for Xbox. Twenty nineteen Death Stranded, and mm-hmm. can't really make that out. I want to see that Smash. Twenty twenty Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Animal Crossing. Nothing for Xbox. Yes, yeah, so it's mostly uh, Sony and Nintendo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank and Metroid Dread from last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, oh, from this 2020. Yeah, God of War. God of War. Horizon. Yep. And then Xenoblade 3. Wow. Quite interesting. Okay. Hmm. I could have sworn, like, at least, like, one of those uh, Halo or Gears of War games would have Yeah, I'm definitely going to do more research on it, but I was hmm. like, yo. I posted, I was like, yo, Game of Delphia. Let's talk about it. Okay. Well, uh, it's going to be an interesting Game Awards this year. That's oh, for sure. that Game of the Year. All right. Damn, the you know, <laughs> I want to see Stray win just to see everyone get pissed I the fuck off. I will be so pissed. <laughs> like, even 2018, I was going for Spider-Man, but I wasn't mad with God of War. Yeah. I mean, last year's winner of the Game Awards was It Takes Two, Two. which... I can see why it's gotten praise because of the concept. Um, I haven't played it myself, but uh, I'm not mad at it. I'm like, okay. I can't say anything because I didn't play it. But damn it, I was going for Ratchet. I still wanted justice for Ratchet and Clank because that was a, my lord. That's such a fun game. It is. Uh, Rift Rift Apart is yes. a gem. That was a that, yes, yes. Thank you for the rat. Oh yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, can you believe the Ratchet and Clank uh, franchise is 20 years old this year? I believe it. Man, so many games for that. But let me let me move on because yeah. I have a, this little gem. I think you would like definitely appreciate. Okay. Okay. So uh, I do want a big shout out to um, friends of the show, Newton Lillavoy and uh, Lillavoy, excuse me, and uh, T.J. Sterling for their copy of Shattered Visions that I just got in the mail. Okay. It was their Kickstarter, and we had them on the show uh, promoting it. So. Um, nice. It finally came in the mail. I was very happy. Very happy. I can't wait to get started on that. Uh, T.J. Sterling is a good dude, amazing artist. I've never had a chance to read Newton's work, so I can't. I'm really looking forward to this one. Okay. So, uh, and I'm always, I'm always, you know, up for supporting others. Did you get yours yet? Because I remember you. Uh... uh, I did not. Oh, okay. It should be on its way. Uh, next up, we have uh, Secret Invasion number one that just came out, uh, written by Ryan North and the art by Francesco Mo- uh, Francesco Mobley. So the premise is that Maria Hill detects that there is some scroll activity going on, and goes and and goes quickly into defense mode to find it, to get to the bottom of it. Also, Nick Fury investigates a scroll sighting in Ohio, in Iowa of all places, mm. and things kind of take an interesting turn. 
So okay. it's a five-part miniseries, and I guess it's, you know, it's going to prepare us for the Secret Invasion show that's going to be coming up. <clears throat> My only beef was that, is that Secret Invasion was a big event, and they just demoted it down to a show. Hmm. Yeah, unless they have something bigger planned for the films. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to just let shit play out. Yep, indeed. Okay, next up, the new Deadpool number one series that just came out, uh, written by Alyssa Wong. Uh, she actually, uh, she's been doing a lot of work with Marvel as of recently. Um, one of them is uh, the Iron Fist. <laughs> okay. All right, <laughs> and the mar- and the art is by Martin Cocolo. Cocholo, uh, sorry, my apologies. So Deadpool is auditioning to be a part of an elite group called the Al- the Atelier, and his mission is to assassinate one of Marvel's top villains, and has only forty eight hours to do it. But he's kidnapped, and has something growing inside of him all of a sudden. Hmm. Interesting. By a brand new character that I'm not going to dig into, so maybe you should just pick it up. Okay. All right. Next up is the one shot of uh, Black Panther Unconquered. Um, this one's written by Brian Edward Hill and the, and the art by uh, Alberto Fochi. And T'Challa, T'Challa battles a villain with direct ties to Wakanda's, Wakanda's history. Mm. Very short story, nice and fun, you know. Something to, something I read to get me, you know, amped up for the movie, you know, the movie. Mm -hmm. And then also, I'm kind of going through these really fast, actually. The new uh, Fantastic Four number one that just came out, uh, written by uh, Ryan North, and uh, something has gone wrong in New York. But thing, but Ben Grimm, the thing, and Alicia Masters are out on a town, you know, on a little vacation. They stop by a they stop and rest by a small town in mm. Pennsylvania, and it's stuck in a time loop from the 40s. Hmm. Interesting. So Ben and Alicia actually team up to figure out what's going on. Okay. All right. And I came across this very interesting uh, documentary on Peacock. Mm-hmm. It's called I Love You. You hate me. Okay. It is a documentary. I think there's only two episodes. It's a docuseries, but I think it's only two episodes. But it's about Barney. Huh. I love you. You hate me. I mean, by the time we came around to, you know, I mean, Barney was around, but. Yeah. Yeah, we were like pretty much like preteens by the time that yeah we were older maybe yeah. like eight no because yeah. it came it came out in the 80s oh god those early images of barney were hideous <laughs> actually scary mm. but we hated barney because he was just an annoying little thing it was for little kids but yeah. like, it seemed like the cool thing to do was just oh barney sucks and just kind of move on with your life yeah dude mm. there were hate groups formed by full-grown adults <laughs> really? hating Barney. Wow. Yes, one of them was called... Hold on. Yes, anti... The Jihad to Destroy Barney. What the fuck? <laughs> 
kind of extremist shit is that? It's a role-playing game in writer's guidebook. Here's the image. Here's the image to the book. Yeah, that's like is that necessary? That's yeah. It, it is completely unnecessary. Students in colleges like put to get like came together mm. just to like shoot Barney dolls, destroy Barney dolls. Like parents like Oh, I hate Barney because my child spends more time in front of the TV watching Barney than his child and then spending time with me and it hurts. <laughs> I mean it was a it was a cultural phenomenon for kids in the nineties. And here's a funny part. So the San Diego chicken from the, the mascot for the San Diego Padres Mm-hmm. Had a purple dinosaur come out and they would do like sketches and stuff where like Barney was break dance. They would have him go into a bat dance battle and Barney would break dance. Mm-hmm. And then the chicken would beat him up. Okay. Everybody loved it. Hmm. So the Bar- I, I'm just going to call them the Barney Corporation, the creator of Barney and everybody. They uh, tried to sue them, served them with a cease and desist, Mm -hmm. and they lost because they were protected by parody laws. Oh, wow. Okay. The woman who created, she created Barney for her two-year-old son Mm -hmm. because she felt like there wasn't enough, like, children's programming out there. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much destroyed her family. Oh, because no. Barney became the top priority of the family. Mm-hmm. And the child that she created it for ended up like shooting somebody. Damn. Yo. Some of the kids were on the show. Went on dark paths. Well, that's, that's Because, that's so... you know, one of them was like, she was bullied in school for being on Barney. And she was like portrayed. She was looked at as a goody two shoes. Mm-hmm. And so she just started drinking at an early age, just to say, "Oh yeah, I'll take a drink. I'm not this goody goody." Mm-hmm. And she went down, went down a dog path. Mm-hmm. One kid went to the streets. Oh man! Ended up getting shot and was like temporarily paralyzed. Jesus! Another one who've already had a messed up, who already had a traumatic past, mm. ended up going taking being taken down that dark path. Mm-hmm. And just was, it was pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> the guy who was in the suit turned out to be like a tantric sex worker. Well, not a <laughs> sex worker, like a tantric therapist or something like that. Uh-huh. It was just like, and then he showed him doing his meditation, like one of his tantric meditations. It was weird. It was uncomfortable. I, I bet it was. Wow, this. It's intriguing. Like, once I saw him, like, yo, the hate groups were that serious. Man. I need to check this out. Man. And I did. And I couldn't believe it. Wow, man. I didn't know Barney had that much of an effect, a negative yeah. effect on, yeah. on people. Yeah, and I'm like, like, 
like trolling is like I, trolling is as old as is, the world. Um, just but. imagine if they had social media back then. Oh God, how insufferable that would have been. Man, listen. Damn. Yes. But yeah, I love you. You hate me. Huh? I I know that look. You're kind of intrigued. I I, I want to see this now. I want to see this. <laughs> it's on Peacock. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that. And you you want to know what's interesting? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya wants to make a Barney movie. And you know what? And, and, We're about to get a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. So go right on ahead. So. I don't know, man. I don't know what direction he wants to take the Barney movie if it ever gets off the ground, but I want to see A24 produce this oh, film. <laughs> An A24 produced Barney film. Just exploring the lives of the people that were on the show. You know? You know, you know, speaking of A24, you know they're producing the the Iron Claw movie? Yeah, the Von Erics with Zach Efron. Yeah. And MJF is who's gonna be in it. Yeah. That's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I am. And the family's backing it up and everything. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I saw I'm friends with uh, Ross Von Eric on Facebook. We've been friends, like, on social media since MySpace and stuff. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, he posted, like, he was, like, totally behind it. It's hmm. They're totally involved, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, as long as they do it right. Yeah. Now, this next, what I've been up to was... It's pretty interesting. I kind of like rather enjoy this. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get me through a lot of moments. Okay. So um, this week, you know, last week uh, we emptied some, you know, emptied my dad's storage and whatnot. You mm-hmm. know, took some stuff that we wanted to take, and um, my dad had a PS4. Okay, with some games. Nice. So I traded it in, mm-hmm. and I picked up myself a backbone. A now, back- do you know what a backbone is? Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it's part of your back, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. <laughs> but this is actually a controller hmm. that you can hook up to your phone. Oh. Okay. And I can literally play PlayStation, play my PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. from my phone. No, sh- no, no kidding. Here's what it looks like, y'all. Here's the unit. So what you have to do, and I'm going to do a quick demonstration. Okay. So, yeah, you hook it up to your phone. Okay. You have to download the Backbone app. All right. All right. So it kind of looks like two Switch controllers. Kind of, but they have, you know, the triggers and stuff. Yep. PS5. PS5. And then you also connect it to your... You connect it to your PS5. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. You know, you it's best to do it where you have, like, you know, a really good uh, Wi-Fi mm-hmm. connection. Okay. And next thing you know, you can, you're playing your PS5. That's, or 4. That's dope. Wow. Man, what will, what will uh, humanity think of next? I don't know, but it's it's worth it. Now it's like, unless you're bringing it to like, you know, 
your girl's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to. Okay. Because now that you got a backbone, mm-hmm. you can play it. It does take a few minutes. Um, that's when, you know that's my only complaint. Mm-hmm. While you're playing, you can hook your charger up. Oh, okay. So there's a port under the right yep. Joy-Con. Yep, there's a port. There's a headphone port under the left. Okay. So you can play like God of War. I mean, not God of War, which I have been playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play like Call of Duty and stuff and still play online. Okay. Like this was... For somebody who has a job like mine, mm-hmm. where, you know, working in group homes. See, it's actually linking my PS5 right now. All right. Definitely. It's checking the network. And yeah, you know, I work my overnights caught up in everything that I'm doing. If I'm going on a long road trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty impressive piece of tech right there. Yep. Here we go. Okay. Oh, wow. Let me see. Oh, wow. So you got your whole. uh, My whole entire PS. Your P. Wow. I, I see you got the PS5 uh, uh, screen, home screen there on your phone. I'm scrolling through. You got Madden. You got TMNT, Call of Duty, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. Impressive. This is good shit. Okay. And yeah, look, you highlighted the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Which is no longer available, so whoever didn't get a chance to download that demo, y'all missed out. Seriously. That was a hell of a tech demo. You think? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so... You are legit playing my PlayStation right now. I am. So, like, is it... So, like, your PS5, That's it's, it'll just turn on, like, in your house. I believe so, yeah. I haven't, confront, I haven't confirmed that the PS5 turns on, mm-hmm. oh. but, um... I'll probably try it out later on just to. Okay. Wow. I'm just right. So right now I'm just playing the Matrix Awakens demo on this backbone device here. So I see like they got the option and a PS uh, home button on the screen at the bottom. Yo. Okay. Okay. Oh, I am I am legit walking through this city right now. Yes, you are playing my PlayStation. Wow. This this is dope. Yeah, and, and the lag, it's it's actually keeping up. Like I know that there's like a bit of um buffering, a bit of compression going on, so it's resolution wise it's not as sharp. Right. Uh but but for what we get here, this is actually running really well on your phone. Wow. Okay. You are like mesmerized. Yeah, this this is impressive. This is an impressive piece of tech right here. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just running around the the city and And you play your games digit and you for the most part you download digitally. Yes, yeah, some of them. Yeah, so like Hold on. Yeah, so right now uh closing the you know, closing the game. Mm-hmm. And turn it off. Oh, you can, you can sh- shut off your PS5 from there, from your phone. Yeah. Nice. Good shit. Yep. You lost the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, it's a backbone, people. Yeah. 
And while you put, like, say you want to, like, keep your phone charged, mm-hmm. it charges it. Nice. Okay. It charges it. You plug it into the charging port, it charges not only the backbone, mm-hmm. but it also charges your phone as well. Nice. Two for one. All right. That's what's up, man. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> hey, yeah. Grief brings out Doc. Grief has brought out Docky, man, my family. So. <laughs> But yeah, that is what I've been up to. That's what's up, man. Yeah, man. For me, uh, I've I've got a few things. Um, as you know, it is the month of November, Carl. I've been. I knew it. I knew it. Go, gone. So on, be in your glory. So I got a few uh, Criterion Collection films from the Barnes and Noble uh, sale. Uh, as you know, Barnes and Noble has the Criterion Collection uh, sale every July and November. So I I actually I actually had a, a small small order this time. I pre-ordered two, so I'm waiting for those to come in. Uh, but I did get uh, four new additions uh, to my collection. Uh, first off, uh, very happy to see this uh, make its debut in the Criterion Collection, but but also its debut on Blu-ray. I got Casey Lemon's classic debut film, Eve's Bayou. Yep, so Eve's Bayou making its uh. Blu-ray debut here. Yep, really, really nice uh, Southern Gothic artwork there. So uh, yeah, I like this. Yeah, so that's yeah, a good co- that's a good cover. Yeah, this one. Yeah, the Eve's bio. This one dropped on the Criterion Collection uh, a month ago. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna definitely get it during the sale. Uh, next one, uh, classic Frank Capra comedy, Cary Grant, Arsenic and Old Lace. I remember watching this for the first time, like. Many moon, many years ago, on when it was on Netflix, when Netflix had classic movies. Yeah, but yeah, um, this is actually cool. It's making its debut in the collection on Blu-ray, and I got two films on in 4K, 4K Ultra HD, uh, from our favorite filmmaker, David Lynch. Yep, your favorite filmmaker. That. Yep. So I got on 4K. I got Lost Highway. Yep, Lost Highway with Bill Pullman. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, what's her name? Um, Patricia Arquette. Um, special with a cameo appearance by uh, Richard Pryor. He was in one scene. Oh. Uh, this film. Um, uh, it's dark. It's it's um weird. It, it's weird. Um, I don't know entirely what it was going for, but I I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a really creepy scene with uh, Robert Blake. Who plays this like really weird looking old man who just co- goes up to Bill Pullman at this party, and he's all like looking at him with like this really with the weirdest facial expression ever, and it's like he's kind of like you don't know what to make of him, make and then like he's telling him I'm in your house right now and I'm give and you know, call your house right now and talk to me, and Bill Pullman he takes out his cell phone he dials a number, and. And Robert Blake's character picks up the phone. He's at his house, but he's standing right in front of him, and they're at this party. So it's like, did he just like astral project himself? Like it was a weird scene. And if you look at, if you look, if you if you like uh, Google Robert Blake Lost Highway, he just has this weird presence about him. So I I don't know, man. I I don't know if I'm ready to see his scary ass face in 4K. But you know what? Um, I'm looking forward to the experience. It's it's a it's a damn good film, Lost Highway. So I'm very happy that it's made its 4K debut. Um, it, it did make its de- uh, Blu-ray debut a few years ago on um, uh, through Kino Lorber. Hey, yeah, 
Y- you see the face, right? Yeah, it's weird. Um, that whole scene is weird. Yep. Uh, I I don't know what to make of that. I'm in your house right now. Pick up your phone and talk to me. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Do- Apparently, it's playing in a theater. Yeah, at the Brattle Theater in, in Harvard Square in Cambridge, Mass. Yeah, yeah. It I- just started, actually. <laughs> the latest show, to, the last showtime just started. It was at three and at nine. So nice. Sorry, this is weird. Yeah, it, it's a weird film, but um, I, I enjoyed it. Why is he holding a video camera? That's for you to find out. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Lost Highway making its 4K debut and also making its 4K debut. I had to pick this up. I had to make the upgrade. One of my all-time favorite films, my favorite film of 2001, Mulholland Drive. Oh, Jesus Christ. In 4K ultra high definition. That freaking weird-ass movie. Naomi Watts. Uh... Laura Laura Herring, Justin Thoreau. Um yeah, man, this movie is this movie is the business right here. Silencio. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it either. And that's the beautiful thing. Who knows what it means? Who knows what the what the blue key and the blue box means? I don't know. But you know what? It's a great movie. It, it's a movie that no, has... it started. So, it started decent, and then it just went a whole <laughs> other turn. I still don't get the freaking the old, the crazy old couple. Mm-hmm. Okay, I still don't get what what was it? What were they gnomes? No, like like okay. So like the first half, they were like you know. So the film has two distinct halves, right? So the first half is like Naomi Naomi Watts' character. She's an aspiring actress going to Hollywood. And then the old couple's like, hey, good luck to you. You know, we're rooting for you. And then in the second half is like the dark version where she doesn't realize her dreams. You know, she's just bitter, living by herself, you know. It's weird. It, and then like the old couple comes in like in miniature figures, like, you know, scurrying in her room like roaches. And then next thing you know, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they, they go see this musical performance. That has nothing to do with the movie. Right, Silence. It's just there. Yep. Yeah, and, and then there's also a scene where some dude um, gets scared to death from some homeless person popping out behind a dumpster at a restaurant who looks like super scared, looks like a demon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, uh, it's um, it, this movie is everything. Okay, this is this is one of the best films of the 21st century. This was this made the Codex 300. Uh, best films of the 21st century and with good reason you know this this this, what was the deal that we had this is everything right here i had you watch a movie and i had to watch this oh yeah it was um (sighs) i can't remember was it limitless no because i had limitless for like a year yeah you did (laughs) um i can't even remember yeah i can't remember the exact what the exact bet was. was it the other guys no, it wasn't the other guys. No, I I can't remember the exact bet, but um, but yeah, but yeah, John, uh, the dumpster sequence was insane, and I can't wait to see that in 4K. You can have fun with that one on your own. It, it's it's a great movie, but man. there is something we I would like to do in 4K. What's up? Now, 
See, I remember a few weeks back, I put Victor onto uh, a streaming platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. With some high quality entertainment. <sighs> I don't know about high quality. For the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. So, Tubi. Tubi, Tubi, Tubi. I showed him a high, So, me and my significant other over the weekend, we just. She got her new TV set up, and I'm like, all right, what do you want to watch? And she goes, you know what? I need to see this. Let's watch a Tubi movie. I say, Mm -hmm. excuse me? Let's watch a Tubi movie, the one that your friend is in. (laughs) Seriously? I'm dead serious. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. We put it on. Yeah. And we watched it. Mm Mm-hmm. So before you know, we pre- hit record. We um, I showed him. I showed Vic a couple of highlights, and I am highly upset with myself that I did not record his reaction. I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still baffled. I'm still appalled, really, that those Tubi movies are real attempts at filmmaking. Those are not parodies. Those aren't people. Those aren't people intentionally making bad movies. No, these are people who had an idea for a film. They set out to do it. They did it in the jankiest possible way. I know people have to start somewhere, humble beginnings, and all that. But come on, man. Come on. So I proposed that Vic and I, possibly a guest. Because this is one of those situations where the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. We do a we record a watch along of a Tubi movie. And I think it will be a comedic and a, a, comed, a rather comedic experience. I don't know. Man. A roast of even. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. So, Codex Primers, would you like us? <laughs> don't forget the Cowboys lost. They can oh, make yeah. this. They can still make the Super Bowl. They can. They can. They can definitely make the playoffs. So, yes. Oh, the current Cowboys bet? Yeah. yeah, the Cowboys aren't going to the Super Bowl. We all know this. That Chick-fil-A sandwich is within reach. I w- Listen, man. Listen. We all know the Cowboys are a complete joke. They've been a joke for almost 30 years. They're not making the Super Bowl. And then, and they're damn sure ain't going to win it, even if they do make it, by some, by some miracle, you know? Miracles <laughs> do happen. Eh, I mean, for the Cowboys, it, yeah, I don't think they know the meaning of the word, but... Uh, you know, it's like it's like watching like the Cowboys versus the Bills at the Super Bowl. It's like Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler. Wow, two 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 First scrubs. Of all, Peter Peter Avalon versus Brandon Cutler. That'd be greatness. Two scrubs with all these L's to their name. One of them has to catch a W sometime. I think it happened. They had that match. Yeah, I know. I don't know who won it. I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, come on, come on, Carl. All right, Cowboys. I mean, they they can make their little little playoff, whatever it's called, but then they're not making the actual championship game. We shall see. 
We shall indeed see. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. What would y'all think? Would y'all would y'all tune in for and listen to a Tubi movie watch along? Let us know in the comments. Uh, Tubi movie watch along. You want to see it? Say no. Uh, let us know. Just, just, just. Uh, Say yes. L- l- we even invite Afton for the comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. That that be something. I mean, that would be fun. And you know what? You can bring your Trader Joe's blood <laughs> orange soda. Oh, speaking of which, I still got to go to Trader Joe's in Providence, man. I haven't I haven't visited the new Providence location yet. If they got wine, it's a wrap, people. I will move in there. But uh, <laughs> you're in way too good of a city. But yeah, man. She, yep, she says she come. Okay, yeah. So let's here we go. I don't know if I can watch those two B movies sober, but we'll see. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, let's 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 move on to a a, a good movie, competent movies, competent filmmaking right here. Uh, we're gonna get into our uh, non-spoiler review first of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. We Man, miss you. Um. Yes. Uh, so yes, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. It is the. Boy wasted. Um, uh, John Haponic says that we have better things to do with, with our lives, in all honesty, than Which watching is a, true. than watching a Tubi movie. That is Which true. Which is true, but you know what? Sometimes you know, for one, I am a, I am indeed a glutton of punishment. Yeah. You but right. <laughs> <laughs> two, I honestly think we can make a fun time out of this. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um. You want to watch Mulholland Drive in 4K? <laughs> I will do that if we do the Tootie Movie Watch Along. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, I'll take it under advisement. But All right. Yes, uh, yes, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, not a Tootie Movie. Yeah. Um, Hell no. It is the 30th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the conclusion of Phase 4. Um, it is, once again, directed and co-written by Robert Ryan Coogler, who co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole. Film stars Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, Winston Duke, Florence Kasumba, Dominique Thorne, Mike- Michaela Cole, Tanakh Huerta, awesome, um, Martin Freeman, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Angela Bassett. Yes, so this film... Um, this film follows the events, well, five years later or so. It follows the uh, the Kingdom of Wakanda uh, reeling uh, from the uh, sudden passing of uh, King T'Challa, uh, played by the late, great Chadwick Boseman. Uh, can't believe it's been two, over two years since yeah. he's passed. Um, this, film had, uh, this film had a lot, a lot of heavy lifting to do. Um, but yeah, man, we there's there's so 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 much so much to get into. But uh, yeah, we'll get into our non-spoiler impressions. Uh, Carl, what did you think of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? Man, I loved it. Okay, delivered so much. I mean, uh, it's it hit me in many ways. Uh, the set, the movie was centered around grief, mm-hmm. as I'm still dealing with that in my personal life. Yeah. 
Um, and it also showed healing. Like, yeah, the journey of healing. Mm-hmm. I was able to see that. We, you know, with some conflict. And it was, it was, it gave us a moment. It gave us, the fans, a moment mm. to say goodbye. Yeah. It gave us a moment to celebrate. Mm hmm. You know, it, it it there was some truth to it, which we'll get into the spoilers, and it hit really hard. Hard, it gave us a chance to feel what the cast members and the family were doing. You know, were going through. Mm-hmm. So it was very hard hitting. Um. It gave us insight to, it, it gave it, it was a very, it, I really enjoyed how they introduced Namor. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was this so much, there was a lot. And you said that they had to do a lot of heavy lifting. I believe they succeeded with this one. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you can go down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I also enjoyed uh Wakanda Forever. Um I thought I thought Wakanda Forever was a very good movie, uh, but not a great movie. And I think that, you know, given the circumstances, like they did the very best that they could. Right. Um I don't I don't think I don't th- I, I didn't expect it to reach the the heights of the first film because the first film wasn't just a movie. It was a cultural phenomenon. Right. And, you know, watching this film, um, it like the, the, you really felt the absence of not only of Chadwick Boseman and like you, you really appreciated just how much gravitas, how much significance Boseman brought to the role being a cultural icon with with his portrayal of of King T'Challa, and you and seeing and seeing uh, the 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 actors in this film, you know, work out their grief both like with through their performances of their characters and also you know as themselves, uh, the, it really it really gave this film a um. It, it, there, there was that through line of grief throughout the film that 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 worked, that really was weaved into like the narrative and the and the themes that it was trying it was uh, trying to tell. Um, uh, on its on its on its own terms, Wakanda Forever is very good. Yeah, it is a- a- is absolutely worth watching. For me, I would say perhaps, uh, perhaps it is uh, the best film in the Phase Four uh, 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 lineup. Not going to um, debate that. Yeah, um, I thought I thought that uh, Namor was uh, a compelling villain. I thought that Ryan Coogler, much like his work with Killmonger in the first film, Namor was like uh, one of the 
best instantly top tier uh, uh, villains in the MCU. He had compelling mo- legitimate motivation. Um, like his character was somebody who was like, you know what? He's got a point. He's right in his convictions. Um, I thought that uh, Tanakh uh, Huerta did an amazing job portraying that character. I really appreciated that uh, Ryan Coogler and and Joe Robert Cole were allowed to completely revamp Namor for the screen by making him an ancient um, Aztec um, warrior, mm-hmm. Mesoamerican. Um, kind of to really differentiate it from uh, Atlantis, from from the comic uh, counterpart. I thought I thought um, I, I what I really loved about this film too was that it was led and centered by Black women. Yes, um, three in particular. You had Letitia Wright, you had Denai Guerrera, uh, Dominique Thorne. Oh, and four and Angela Bassett. So four Black women leading a mainstream Hollywood action film. Like you. You don't really see that at all. No, not at all. And and they did, and they did a, such a good job um, uh, together. Um, I thought I, I have I have I'm, I'm I'm of one of two minds with Letitia Wright because like Letitia Wright she's she's a like she's a great actress. I yeah. don't like I've she she does good stuff. Um, I find it I find it a little uh, on the one hand I find it a little odd that you know in real life like she. She has peddled um, anti-vax conspiracy theories, but her character is a scientist. I, I see. <laughs> I see the irony in that. That is that is irony. Um. So, but I but I choose to acknowledge uh, the strength of her performance and how and how much she brought into the character. Um. I really. Oh, good idea. Prop up the Black Panther comic here. Um. I really. I really. Uh. I actually much like the first film. I loved the production design um, of all of the uh, the sets, the world of Wakanda, uh, particularly Ashuri's Black Panther suit, which looked badass. Yeah. Um, we'll get more into details in the spoilers. Um, there are two two. Uh, however, there were there were two um, outfits in the in the film that stuck out like sore thumbs. Like I know they're comic accurate, but when I saw them, I'm like. This ain't doing it, man. More, more in spoilers. We'll we'll get to those. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, well, I believe, but go ahead. Uh, and okay. and yeah, man. Uh, and 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 I will and I will say that, like this this film was a fitting tribute uh, to Chadwick Boseman. Um, and I will say, like the the opening Marvel Marvel Studios fanfare logo with. Which had images of nothing but Chadwick Boseman, and it was silent. completely silent. Like in my screening, like side note, in my screening there were some mouth breathers in the audience, some 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 ragamuffin uh, riffraff teenagers in the front row, you know, chatting chatting up storm and shit. Even even during that that Chadwick Boseman Marvel Studios logo montage, it was dead silent. You you could hear a pin drop, mm-hmm. and it was like I felt it then. So, <laughs> so um, his Packers beat my Cowboys over the weekend. Oh, uh, so he he's gonna talk his he's gonna talk his junk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, passing um, interference call and you know it. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, Wakanda Forever. It's uh, it, it's it's a 
it, it, it does meet the. I felt like it met I met the challenge of doing all that heavy lifting. Um, like I said, by its by the circumstance, the nature of the circumstances, it couldn't have, it couldn't, in my view, reach the heights of the first film. But on its own terms, its own merits, it's very good. Yeah, because you know the fir- that was the first time we was getting something like that. Yeah. So that was that moment within itself. Yeah. So now this is just we're going back to that. So mm. we're not going to get that initial moment again. Right. Yeah. It was like it was true lightning in a bottle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's like, uh, for instance, the um, the portal scene in the end, in Endgame. Mm-hmm. You remember the joy. People were in that theater screaming like it was a like it was a sporting event. Yeah. Oh yeah. That we never had a moment like that in possibly cinema history. Yeah. Like. So. Yeah. Certainly for comic book films. Yeah. No. So we're not gonna. Yeah, the net, you know the event, the future Avengers films are could be, could potentially be just as great. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to get that initial moment again. It's not going to be able to recreate that moment. Yeah, it was one of those like you had to be there moments. Yes. Yeah, and and also too like what makes Black Panther special is that, um, and 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 having having seen the film with like different people, like Black Panther is the one film that. That is that's, that's such a phenomenon that it actually connected with people who don't watch the MCU films. Right. Like I've like I remember taking like like watching the film with a, a few other people, even even with Wakanda Forever, and it connected with you know people that either have no interest in the in the rest of the MCU, but they all but they always point to Black Panther as like the film. Right. And Wakanda Forever, I suspect, will be the same way, and I can, I can see it. It's like it's clear. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Wakanda Forever definitely worth watching. Um, and th- there, there's there's a, there's a lot a lot of good a lot of good elements. Some some elements that do hold it back from, I mean, that do hold it back creative creatively. But again, given what they were, given the circumstances that that Ryan Coogler and company had, I felt that they met the challenge. The first film is better, but this film, it, it's as worthy of a follow up as we could get under the circumstances. Right, and, and it is very good in its own terms. But also, too, I did want to bring up that Ryan Coogler actually um, said in event in a in an interview that the or, what the original script was going to be about. Mm. Well, you know, if it wasn't for uh, Chadwick Boseman's untimely passing, yeah. Um, still on the subject of grief, T'Challa would have been grieving the loss of the time that he had missed while he was snapped away. Mm. Ooh, that would have been very interesting to explore. Then, not to mention, still, Namor was going to, Namor was coming regardless. Mm -hmm. So he was still dealing with that, but still trying to rule a kingdom, but yet he missed five years. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been a really interesting story to tell. Yeah. Because when you because when you think about it, um, like T'Challa wasn't he wasn't king for very long. No, no, like it was like his father was king, and then he 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 was he was murdered in civil war. Then T'Challa took the reins, and then like he got snapped out of existence um, in Infinity War. Then he came back in Endgame. Yeah, wow, that would have been really interesting to explore. Damn, but uh. But yeah, I, I would like to think that like if the multiverse was real, like somewhere across the multiverse, there's like a 
Chadwick Boseman is still among us, and he gave us like another Black Panther <laughs> sequel. Yeah. yeah, that would have been dope. And also, it, you... Mike Mike Medina in the comments, uh, he says that you know Carl be pop locking. I can't do that stuff. <laughs> Popping yeah, a little bit, yeah, yeah, I can still do it. That's something you don't go away. Breakdancing, no, ooh, that hurts. But um, but actually, it was yeah. What kind? Well, the original what kind of uh, forever was gonna be a direct sequel. Mm. Okay. So it yeah. probably would have came out maybe right after. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. Right after Endgame, possibly right after uh, Far From Home. Okay. Yeah. And plus, like, plus, if it wasn't for COVID, then it probably would have came out coming out much sooner. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um. But yeah, we got. Yeah, we got quite a lot to to dig into yeah, with uh, so. Wakanda Forever. So we're going to get into our spoiler-filled uh, thoughts of the film. So if you have not seen Wakanda Forever yet, uh, this is where you should at least stop right here or at least put the rest of the episode on mute. And then uh, when to go see the film, come back here and uh, and listen to what our spoiler-filled thoughts. Um, I know I know some, some cats might wait until it hits Disney Plus, but this is a film that I would encourage you all to see in the theater. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you can. Um, but yeah, spoilers all over the shop in five, four, three, two, one. <sighs> so yeah. <laughs> He's freaking comments. <laughs> Did the comments here. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, first, so the first scene of the film, um, I, I, that, that kind of hit me a little how they handled T'Challa's death. It was off screen and it, and it was a character building for Letitia Wright's Shuri. Like she was trying to, um, trying to save him by creating the a synthetic version of the heart shaped herb yeah. because Killmonger destroyed all, all of them. Of it, yeah. And then you see Angela Bassett come in and she just tells Shuri he's gone. And then. You just see the look on her face of defeat, and then you see the Chadwick Boseman montage. And I was like, that was one of the most effective moments I've seen in an MCU right. film. which was a reflection of real life, because us, you know, as a people and everybody that knew, you know, everybody, the ones who didn't know, we didn't know. Mm. We didn't know until it was too late. Yeah. Yep. That was true. That's true. Yeah, and and much like uh, Bozeman, like uh, like T'Challa, like he suffered from an undisclosed illness, uh, but th- that he probably only told very few people. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, man. So yeah, like that. So that that scene you see, like the the opening, um, the funeral with like the his mural, and then you see like the everyone with the dancers in white, and you see his his casket beamed up to the ship. Oh man! My thing is, what did they do with the ship? Like, where did the ship go? I want to. They probably have like I I I, I was I, I would like to think that they probably have like a mausoleum like in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, the film after that after that opening scene with T'Challa's death and funeral, one year later, Wakanda um, they're under pressure because other nations like America, France, they they're looking at Wakanda with like. Much like that that meme of that dude behind the tree. Oh, with um, <laughs> Spice Adams. Spice Adams. They're like they're, they got that Spice Adams mm-hmm. look. Looking at Wakanda, like okay, you have you. There's no, no no more Black Panther, no more Protector, no more King. We, you got something we want. Oh yeah, we gonna get that vibranium. Oh oh, we wants we we lacks it and we wants it. <laughs> yeah. So 
You can do this either the easy way or the hard way. The choice is yours. <laughs> but, yeah, so other nations are looking at Wakanda like they're a snack. And uh, Queen Ramonda, who's been, uh, who's been ruling as the sovereign um, uh, for a year, she she goes into like that UN the UN um uh meeting and she dresses down everybody is like you know what y'all can come for us but we going to be ready and then there's a scene where the some french soldiers are trying to storm like a vibranium compound and they get hit up by the Dora Milaje oh, yeah, waiting for them yep and Angela Bassett speaking of her if she don't get the damn oscar then I'm. Uh, she she should get an Oscar nomination for her performance in this film. Absolutely. Like, oh my, oh man, like Angela Bassett, like she she is a global icon and a national treasure. Yep. The fact that she only has one Oscar nomination in her career for What's Love Got to Do with It, I mean, <sighs> I mean, she 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 deserves all the flowers. And there's a scene and in we particular. We as a people will give it to her. If they won't, we will. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and there's a scene in particular where, where man, you just see her, and and, and like well, it's, it's kind of jumping ahead, but we'll 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 get to that. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we do see, we we do see um, uh, we do see eventually Na- Namor um, come Namor. in. Make, and 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 speaking of Namor, like I really liked his um his origin story, and it was and it was so creative how he got his name, because like if it, it, the the scene it, it flashes back to like five hundred years ago, yeah, where the ancient Mayans or ancient Aztecs uh, ruled, and then you had the these con- the Spanish conquistadors, you know, lay waste to their to their lands, and so Namor, when he's a young boy, he sends his uh. He sends his his people to to burn down one of the uh, settlements from the colonizers, and uh, a Spanish priest looks upon Namor and says, calls him uh, El Nino Sin Amor, a yeah. child without love, and Nam- Namor. That's where he's like, you know what? I'm gonna embrace that name, and and boy does he like. Like he becomes the ruler of his people, his people go underground. He's actually he actually uses the M word. He calls himself the first mutant, at least canonically in the MCU until proven otherwise. No. Namor is considered the first mutant um, in the MCU chronologically. Yeah. Um, and you know he in he, the comments he is as well. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was Apocalypse. Nope. Because Apocalypse is older. Yeah, like ancient Egypt, like thousands of years. Correct. Yeah. You are correct. He was just the first. He was labeled. They labeled him the first unit as far as publication wise. Oh, the first. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, Namor then uh, debuted. He. Oh, hold on, hold on. They were Mayans, by the way. Oh, Mayans, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's Namora. Yeah. Yeah, and the and while you're looking at that up, like the ancient Mayans. Yeah. The ancient Mayans, they um, they 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 move underwater. They they establish a vibranium city called Talok called Talokan, where Namor has been ruling for the past five hundred years. And uh, uh, you were saying? No, nineteen thirty nine. Oh, that's when Namor was uh, uh published. That's when he debuted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah, um, 
So yeah, apparently uh, uh, Namor has abilities where if there's like a large body of water, he's just gonna pop up. Yeah. So he so like when the scene where um where Shuri and Ramunda Ramanda they were they're having like a heart to heart talk after the funeral, um, and and Ramanda mentions, hey, I have something to tell you, you know, about your brother. More on that later. Mm-hmm. You suddenly, you see Namor just pop up from the water, be like, "What's up?" You know, and uh, and Namor, he he actually has a, he actually raises a really good point as, and this is what makes him a compelling villain. He said that, well, you know, your brother T'Challa, he he just he went public with the existence of vibranium to the whole world. Now he's gone, and and not only are they coming, not only are these governments coming after you, they're coming after my people. So. I'm gonna I'm leave you with a choice. We can team up, and we can fight the surface world together. Two vibranium-based nations joining as one, or, or if you just, if, if you say no, I'm gonna conquer y'all, and I'm gonna go after the surface world anyway and take what I want. I'll be back, and uh, and then oh, but then he also says that um, one of the reasons too was that um, there was a scientist who created a vibranium detection machine, which. Mm-hmm. Which led to the discovery of his people. Right. So he's like, find the scientist who built this piece of shit, or I'm going to come after y'all. Y'all got one week. Oh, and kill the scientist at that. Oh, and kill the scientist. Yeah, too. I'll be back. And so, who is the scientist in question? It's none other than Riri, Riri Williams. Yeah. MIT student who, uh, uh, AKA Ironheart, who, um, who uh who actually who actually I thought I thought that her Dominique Thorne her introduction I thought she I thought she uh I, at first at first I was kind of at first like what prior to prior to seeing this film I was like I don't know man is she gonna just gonna be shoehorned just to advertise her sh- upcoming show but no like she was actually introduced in organically in in the narrative and she actually played an integral role in in the in the events of the film so I thought that they did a good job of like weaving her into the story and introducing her yeah. and it was kind of hilarious how um Shurian oh that was freaking <laughs> how Shuri and Nikoya perfectly timed comedy too because you can't tell me hmm. that when Mbaku called <laughs> Okoye your bald headed demon I was like oh I cracked up when I'm I like, heard that. ouch <laughs> like, I heard he actually improvised that line too. Good for him, <laughs> Winston Duke. You bald-headed demon, <laughs> and he was eating that carrot all disrespectfully. He always did. And then, like, and then, like, they were trying to like so Okoye and and Shuri, they're they're, they're at MIT trying to like um trying to get uh, Riri Williams to like, under their protection, and apparently um, Okoye's disguise um, it's not very inconspicuous, so they're like making fun of the the like the covering of her tattoos on her head and then Ruby Williams is like like how are you gonna come at me with all that ash, ash on your, your head? head no 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 I told you you look good you look good <laughs> oh man and then although like there was some subtle foreshadowing when you think about it mm-hmm. because when she threw a space heater at o- at Okoye and then she sliced that in half and then like she was and then like she was about to throw up another one at Okoye, and then Okoye was like, "Like, sure, was like, oh, what do you do? I don't know if you have enough. Something like along, 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 along the lines of like, I don't know if you have enough. If you're gonna keep fighting us, if you have enough heaters for us." So I was like, "Hmm, little subtle foreshadowing for what for what the final battle ended up being." Um, but yeah, I thought that Riri Williams' um, uh, introduction here was, was was pretty fun, and also the it led to like a really cool uh, 
fight sequence with Okoye and three of the uh, Talokan warriors yeah. who set out to kidnap um, Riri Williams and Shuri at the same time. And Okoye, she was landing those death blows, but they got up like it was Yo, nothing. They was beefy. For, uh, fun fact, uh, that particular warrior, mm-hmm. um, I have to go back like a lot. Okay, wait, mm. wait. Okay, here we go. But that particular... Not Namora. Atuma. That's his name. Okay. He's at, he was, you know, how he was portrayed in the movie as a right hand man. Yeah. He was at, he actually like turns against Namor. Oh, really? In the comics, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. You can pl- probably plant that seed for the, for, for the like, future installments. Okay. Yeah. Um, although, like, I was, I was confused about one thing, though. Um, with the, with the uh, Talokan warriors, like, like obviously they're able to shrug off bullets. They're able to shrug off like lethal blows from like a from a from a vibranium spear. But in a later scene where Nakia and we'll get to her too, where she she actually kills one of the Talokan warriors with a wep with like a gun, and I'm and I was like, wait a minute, but they shrugged off bullets and like vibranium spears. So was it a vibranium bullet? I I, didn't, I don't know. I, it was kind of like that. that the weak though the physical weaknesses of the Talakan warriors could have been explained a bit better, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't clear like how they managed to survive all of the lethal killing blows that Okoye hit them with on the bridge in, in Boston or Cambridge, but yet they got they got shot by a gun and they died. And that one warrior died. So I was like I was like, hmm, I don't know what what that was about. But um but yeah, uh but yeah, so eventually like um uh, Riri, Riri, and Shuri are, are captured by Na- by Namor and his warriors, which leads to Angela Bassett's scene where she dresses down Okoye in the throne room and strips her of her rank and title, uh... and and she says, you know, she 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 drops some heavy tr- truth bars. It's like, you get to visit your treacherous husband, mentioning uh, alluding to Wakabi, Daniel yeah. Kaluuya's character. Um, who was filming Nope, so he couldn't be in Wakanda forever. And she's like, my entire family is gone, but you, but you sat, you stood behind the throne when Killmonger took over. And, and Okoye was just like, and she was just crying like a mess. Like, like she didn't know what to say. Like she was just. Yeah. But the thing is, she was like, and even then she mentioned in the first movie, she's like, listen, I don't like this guy. Mm-hmm. But as a Dora Milaje, I am loyal to that throne. Yeah. So it's like she was loyal no matter who. She had to be loyal no matter who was sitting behind it. Yeah. She loved T'Challa. She did, yeah. But she, it was her duty. Yeah. That she had to. Yeah, and she didn't like it, but she had to. Right. Yeah. And uh, But, you know, but Ramonda also had a good point, too. It's like... You know, you still have family to visit, and you lost Shuri, who's the my heir, the only person left besides me, and just completely strips her of her rank and title. She becomes a civilian, um, and and Angela Bassett. That scene alone, yep, that scene alone is her Oscar. Reason. That was in the tra- That scene was in the trailer. Yeah, and I'm like, by the time we was in the trailer, we was like, yo, give it an Oscar now, just give it to her. Mm. There's no even. There is even like no need to even compete. 
Oh, well, well, we'll see. There's a there's a few competitors for the like because she would be competing for supporting actress. Right. Um, but there's a there's a few there's a few that could uh that that could meet the challenge. She wouldn't be lead actor. No, because um, of her her the amount of screen time she has, like she'd be supporting. Um, Letitia Wright, on the other hand, she'd be she'd qualify she for be, lead. She, oh, okay. Yeah. But but yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that 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 was a powerful scene right there, and. And then, like you see, uh, Shuri and Shuri and 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 Riri in the Talakan um, fortress in the lair, and then Namor leads her into showing her the city proper and tries to get her on his side. Uh, I love underwater shots. Mm-hmm. Like there's just something, especially when it's done right. Like I'm sitting there just watching it. I'm like, Shape of Water. Yeah, Shape of Water, Avatar: The Way of Water coming out, coming out in a few weeks. Damn, we gotta, yeah, we gotta review that one too. Oh yeah, yeah. That movie's like fifteen years in the making. We almost, yeah, yeah. And there's gonna be like three sequels. <laughs> but but yeah, man, like like Namor, like you see like the genius of him. Like he's actually, I think he's like a kind of like a scientist himself, basically. Kind of yeah. Like he actually created an artificial sun for his people underwater. So like that's when you know it's like he can stand toe to toe with the best of them uh, scientifically. Like I I know that like I remember in the comics um, he had a thing for Sue Richards. Uh, steals her. Steals her. Wow. So Namor's like he's Mister Steal Your Girl too. Okay, damn shit. <laughs> so so yeah, like he's uh, he's and you can and you and when he's talking with uh, uh, with Shuri, you you do see his charm. You do see how charismatic he can be. Yeah. And it's like okay. All right, like he and he's dropping some points, like hey, yeah, you know, like together we're stronger. You know, we both, we both have vibranium. You know, we, we like we're both powered by this thing. Like we can be, like we can do better together as friends instead of enemies. Um, and and also too, like it it does it does lead it does lay some some interesting um, nuggets too for future films and and okay. shows where because of the existence of the of this of this ancient Mayan uh, uh, civilization. Who also has vibranium? One of the characters, I think Okoye herself, says that. Well, this changes everything about our mythology and our lore in Wakanda. Like our gods, like like what are we supposed to think now? So I think hopefully they can explore that in future films too. Um, but yeah, um, there was also um, that was a moment where Nakia uh, she comes in and in Haiti. Uh, I like the way they say the Haiti. Yep, <laughs> yep. She's from she's yep. She's she's like she's been che- living and teaching in, in Haiti, and she has another secret there. More on that later. Um, and she's she sneaks into uh, uh, Namor's compound, Talkin compound, and she kills one of the um, warriors. Um, and looking at the comments here, uh, Inca King Suspeta uh, says that uh, as far as the weakness of the Talcon warriors, the drier they get, the weaker they are, which right. is true when when they're fighting on dry land. Um, although, like they, like Nakia used some sort of weapon to kill um, that one that one warrior. Oh, I forgot what it was. Yeah, so I, I don't know what it, I don't know what weapon it was. It, they didn't make it too clear, so I think they could have explained that a bit better in the film um, to kind of like make their weaknesses a bit clearer but um but yeah nakia comes in she she rescues shuri and and uh riri they go to wakanda um but uh 
but also um there was a there was a there was one there was a one particular element of the film that I thought could have been cut out. I understand why it's there because it's setting up like future films, but I thought that it kind of it was a bit more of a distraction. Like all of the scenes with uh, Martin Freeman's character and Julia Louis Dreyfus, I thought those scenes could have been cut out and to to be a little more a little tighter. I get it, but it's like I get it. I I can see why you didn't. We didn't need them, but it's like I see why we did. You know what I mean? It kind of helped move the move along. Like okay, you know, Everett Ross was always like that direct, you know, tie to Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Valentina, that's gonna connect Thunderbolts. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you, you, there's gonna be a connection there. It's a, li- it's just a little nugget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. It it, 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 did, it did feel a little out of place because it's like, it's like that was a one, one of the areas where like, where the film had to do heavy lifting, where it not only had to be attributed to, to Bozeman and tell its own story, but it also had to set up future. Yeah, MCU. So there's, MCU a, yeah, there's a lot of things, and that's one thing I love about the whole connected universe thing. It's just your thinking. You're putting pieces, you know, you're working on your own to put the pieces together mm. until you get another piece, mm. you know, and then the creative, you know, the creativity talks, you yeah. know, you know, comes into play. So like, oh, well, if they do this and do this, if they're going to do it, the comics is this way, but then they could change it and do this and mm. this and that. It's just, it's something I rather enjoy. Okay. Um, that, that's fair. Um, I, I, th- I thought I thought it, it, it could have been taken out uh, from the film just to, just to just to be a little more focused. I but get, I, I get your point. Yeah, but um, but I, I do I do see it's an inclusion where where it, it can tie into like the larger the larger theme of like um, America in particular being a nation that wants the vibranium and Everett Ross having been there as a CIA CIA agent, they could probably lean on him, put pressure on him to to like divulge more Wakandan secrets and they can, that could be like a bigger conflict future right. in the future. Um, I like how they, uh, <laughs> how they tracked him at first. She was like, my favorite colonizer. Oh yeah. He's just, dri- he's just jogging <laughs> on his own. And then he sees a bug and then he's like, wait, <laughs> Oh, what do you want? <laughs> oh, he just knew it. Oh yeah. He knew it was being tracked by, uh, Okoye. Yeah. Um, yeah, and apparently, um, apparently uh, that that character Everett Ross and Valentina Allegra de Fontaine were they, married. They were married. I'm like, huh? Okay. Yeah, I got to do more research on that one. Yeah, but um, but yeah, uh, there was there was there was one scene that was a that was, that was a real surprise that I was like, ooh, yeah, I already know where you're going. So so this was a scene where um, Shuri. Actually, we didn't. Even, we skipped a whole. We skipped a. Very important scene. Okay, what was that? The death of Ramonda. Yes. So, um, so if that didn't a catch you off guard and punch you in the stomach at the same time. Mm. Yeah, and this is where uh, this is where Namor uh, makes good on his promise slash warning, since since you know since. Um, since uh, uh, Riri Williams and and Shuri and Nakia escaped Talokan, mm-hmm. Namor shows up with his forces to Wakanda, just floods, floods part of the city, 
And then you see Umbaku, you know, in his arrogance, saying, oh, it's the fish man. <laughs> Tries to roll up on Namor. I thought Namor kill, killed him. Yo. Because, like, the way he punched him d- dead in his chest, and it was slow motion, like a Zack Snyder moment. Like a, like a slow, slow down speed up. Yeah. Sweep, speed ramping. <laughs> crushed him in the sternum. I thought that, I thought that Umbaku was I'm dead like, for sure. No, I'm like, they killed off Umbaku. But yeah. But then he he's... Just, but then he was catching his breath. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Whew. He got him good. Yeah. He he, he caught him. Mbaku got, got lucky there. You got me scared, but I held my own. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. And then, like, you see um, you see Namor and, and, and the Talakan forces just laying, laying waste to Wakanda. Um there's a scene where Romanda, she's at she's at the palace, she's at the window. Namor stabs the window with his spear to intimidate she her. She held her own. Yep. She just stares a hole in him. And and Riri's standing by his side. And then Namor's like, I right, bet he comes back with some bombs. A whole fleet blows up the, the royal palace. You see Ramunda flying backwards, and then you see her underwater, flooded. She wakes up, she comes to, and she sees Ruby Williams like un- underwater, and she so she saves her, and gets her to the surface in time, but it's too late for Ramunda. You see her face down in the water, and they're trying to revive her. Nakia, Shuri, um, it's too late. And then you see Nam. Before that, you see Namor. He's like, you know. Mourn your losses, bury your dead. You're the queen now, and flies off. I'm like, you motherfucking asshole. Mm-hmm. I know he was an asshole in the comics, but damn, stone cold. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and yep. His reaction, uh, uh, Umbaku's reaction, because of uh, his chest plate, was awesome. But yeah, that was a stone cold line from Namor. He was like, "I told you, I told you." I told you what I was gonna do. I said I would. I said join me, or I will be back here. What happened? I came back. <laughs> you fucked around. You found, found out. <laughs> and then you see the second funeral procession with Ramanda, and then that's when Umbaku, you know, he becomes the counselor. He becomes the advisor to Shuri, and Shuri, like she's just filled with grief and rage, and she. She manages to create to recreate the synthetic heart shaped herb with the bracelet that he that she got from from Namor. Yep, which was which I think maybe that was part of his plan. It had yeah, it had vibranium in it. Yep, yep. So she recreates it with the vibranium from Namor's bracelet. So they so they create the compound which which um, she uses to go into the ancestral plane. And so when Shuri goes into the ancestral plane, so so that's how she's able to get the Black Panther's powers. She wakes up in the throne room. It's all purple, purple lighting. She sees the throne. So you're thinking, okay, Ramonda's there. She's going to dispense some heavenly advice. But who's sitting at that motherfucking throne? It's not Ramonda. In the Jaka. Mm. It is Eric, Eric Killmonger Stevens. Stevens. You dirty motherfucker. Like, he's sitting up there. And I'm like, he's- first of all, yo, his outfit was fire. That all white? <laughs> yeah. That's a cosplayer right there. Yeah. Oh, it's happening. It's already happening. Yeah, he's like, hey little cousin. And and there was there was somebody in front of him who's like, What? 
like everyone. The whole crowd was like, <gasps> yo. yo, that's literally what. Yeah, my, I'm my, like, okay, all right. I'm like, where's this going? Yeah, and he's like, and and I love that. He that the, that he that he didn't turn like good like he wasn't redeemed in the ancestral plane like no he represented Lati- like uh, Shuri's rage that right. she felt in that moment he's like and he's basically like saying like Charlie was noble I handled my business mm-hmm. what you gonna do yeah 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 that's exactly what he said he said he said basically implied that uh, T'Challa's nobility was what got him killed and he's like you know you know but what, what you what you gonna do. You know, you know he he laid down the gauntlet. It's like, it's like, um, it's like I was right. I, I was right all along, wasn't I? So I was like, whew. and then the then the, the, the ancestral plane throne room was caught fire, and then you see Shuri wake up, and then at first she's she's like, it, it just didn't work. Like she she refuses to tell the to tell Nakia and everybody who she saw in the ancestral plane, right. and then she's like in a fit of rage. She she just punches one of the suits. And it goes flying across the room. And it's like, ooh, okay, okay. And and in keeping with uh, the rage that she feels, like her Black Panther suit, which looks fire, by the way. I love the gold accents and everything. It it was like a it was like a derivative of Killmonger's Black Panther suit, right? Which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, funny too. I'm a, I recently discovered this Easter egg. Um, from the first Black Panther. Okay. If you ever notice, if you go back and revisit the first Black Panther, and remember when when um, Killmonger goes into the ancestral plane to talk to his father? Yeah. If you look in the window mm-hmm. to um, Unjobu's right, yep. you see a window, and you see the, you know, the outside of the ancestral plane. Yeah. The window had bars on it. Mm. Meaning that, yeah, you're in the ancestral plane, mm. but you're locked away because you betrayed us. Ooh. <sighs> so even in death, he's still paying. Say what you want about Marvel. They do their shit right. They do? Yeah. They... You, you, cannot, you cannot deny it. The the movie sometimes the movies are mediocre at worst, mm-hmm. but you know what? If you know your shit, if you really pay attention to detail, they'll get you. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they keep it tight with their logic, with they, their continuity. They do. Yeah, they do. Say what you want, but they do. Yep, yep. And and Shuri, you know, she's she's consumed by by vengeance, you know, and she's like, you know what? She tells the council, the the elders, and Numbaku, like, yo. We're going after the Talakan and Namor tomorrow. Like, like, get your squad up. We are going. You sure did. Yep. And so, like, they have their climactic scene of a uh, fight scene on at the Atlantic Ocean on that um that that um that Wakandan um, um battleship uh, battleship basically. And then some some cool some cool sequences there with the Dora Milaje repelling on the side fighting the Talakan. And I really liked the. I really liked how grounded, by, by MCU standards, how grounded the final battle was between Ashuri and Namor one-on-one on the island. You didn't like the Midnight Angels, huh? Okay, this is, this is, this is where, this is where um, we got to go back. So, thank mm-hmm. you. So, so, I, so, I mentioned in a, in a non-spoiler portion, there are two instances where the costume design wasn't working. One 
was the Big Hero 6 Baymax Riri Williams Ironheart armor. I know. I knew that and two was that god-awful Blue Predator Midnight Angels costume armor that, that Okoye wore. I understand it's comics accurate, but let me tell you something. It looks dumb in the comics. It looks dumber in live action. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, it took me out. I'm like... You, y- y'all did Okoye do- dirty. Like, you know what they could have done? They could have just had, like, a blue version of the Dora Milaje uniform and called it a day. I would have been fine with that. There's armor, there's armor to it. So there's more to the... There, there's more to the armor. That's why they kept it like that. I know. But, like, the whole blue predator uh, thing going on... and it, it, She looked like... Like, one of the memes said that she looked like a Beetleborg. And I'm like... That's a good one. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, a good one. Yeah, she does. That was a good one. Yeah, that that Midnight Angels armor, and, and, and you know, and the funny thing was like they were saying it in the in the narrative, like the character saying, "Yeah, this armor is ugly," and they went with it anyway. It's That's like what, they'll change it. They they'll probably change. It. They'll definitely change it. They can change it and upgrade it. Yeah, I ho- I hope so because that's that that, that that ain't doing nobody no favors, man. She might as well, she yeah. might have, she might as well have worn like the Holly Berry Catwoman costume at that point. Come on now, <laughs> let's not go that. Let's not get that disrespectful. <laughs> but no, nah, they um. Uh, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> oh, you said that like I know you said that there's. A- they haven't done it yet in the comics, but oh, like- at least I have at least in the ones that I haven't read. Um, okay, so so they do change that Midnight Angel outfit. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't came across it yet. Okay, but I know they can. Yeah, but I I hope so because nah and, and nah 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 Marvel that that ain't doing it. But um. But. But yeah, yeah, as we're getting to the but yeah, like the final battle scene between Namor and Shuri on on the beach in that island. Um, f- well, first of all, they had a really good plan where they basically t- they basically well, Shuri led Namor into like one of the Wakandan ships and turned it into a dehumidifier, right. <laughs> which was drying out Namor. But and then they land- they crash landed on the island, and so Shuri was having the advantage. But then there was one moment that oh, that took me out, and they did it before in, in Infinity War. They also did it in Spider-Man No Way Home. I hate when 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 somebody gets stabbed through yeah, through oh, the through wait. the kidney, yep. And they survive like it's nothing. I hate that shit so much. Yeah, um I thought about it. I was like, "Ooh, this is okay. This ain't this ain't good." But then she healed, but then I'm like, eh, she healed. She healed Everett. Yeah, but then Killmonger died the same way, the same wound, though. But he chose to die. He did no. Mm. He just like he he accepted his loss. That's where we got the classic uh, "just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors." Mm-hmm. He chose that fate. But okay, but he had the suit, which you could say like nano machines were 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 healing Shuri. He had the suit on the whole time. So, like, even if he chose to die, he probably would have still been suit? kept alive. Brand new suit? Mm. Oh, okay. That's... Brand, yeah. It's a, no, it's it, a brand, It's a updated... It's a much more updated suit. Remember, when was Black Panther? 2018. There you go. That's four years. The Civil War. What? That was 2016. Two-year upgrade. Even then, he's like, I like my old suit. That's old. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a bit of a stretch, but you know what? I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but yeah, um, but yeah, they had their fight, and and I liked how grounded it was. It was like basically like a, a fist fight. Yeah. So no like big CG light show, um, but at the end of the day, Shuri, despite taking it through the kidney, a spear through the kidney, she manages to best Namor, blows his back up. You know, turns it turns it. Yeah, turn he it. did. Yes, yeah, she did. Damn. Wakanda forever. Boom. <laughs> blew up. Blew up the ship. Basically turned this man into a fish stick. And uh, fish fillet, and she was, and she had, she had him, she had him down on the ground. She was ready to like jam that spear through his throat. She was ready. Yeah, but then flashbacks of uh, her mom. Remember who you are, Simba. I, I, I mean Shuri. Yeah. <laughs> and Shuri's like, I'll let you live, you know. Yield. Yep. Yield, and he's like, the Wakandans almost had the Wakandans. They did. They did, like pound for pound. And and they were fighting on the Talakon's home turf in the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Namor he knew he knew he said he, he yielded and that was that. So um so yeah, so yeah, the Talakons were defeated. They lived to fight another day. Um but uh but there's some interesting threads that the that the film moves at the end where um Umbaku he goes to the waterfall to quote unquote challenge for the for the throne. So I, so I it thinks I think that I think that um, Shuri, because she's still she's they still announced her as Princess Shuri. I think she's gonna let uh, Umbaku take the throne by default, and and so she can go off and you know focus on being the Black Panther. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see Umbaku rule Wakanda if they make a third film. Um. Also, uh. Namor, he's he you know even though he lost he actually has a plan. He says that remember, Wakanda has no allies. Shuri has no allies. They're gonna come. They're they're gonna need us, you know, and you know we'll be ready. And you know what? Because of the fact that they need us, our kingdom, we have the advantage. So Namor's calculating. Yeah, remember, remember, Wakanda's and Talokans. They're brothers and Crips. They don't like each other. <laughs> no, but together, I, they, they they can. Oh, they can. And there be there are times where they kind of just had to. Mm-hmm. But they don't like each other. Yeah, it's good. that's like the love hate relationship. <laughs> Not even love, just kind of like tolerate hate relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, but I will say that there's a there's a good story there where. They'll have to team up because, um, like these colonizing forces, they they're coming after both, both uh, both kingdoms because they want their vibranium. So it's a matter of like having these two kingdoms of color versus like the larger, the larger uh, uh, colonizing establishment. And maybe, maybe you can have it where, say, like a bigger force is controlling those colonizing forces, like Doctor Doom. I was hearing you say him like or Magneto, somebody. Ooh, Magneto with vibranium. Can you imagine that shit? Ooh, boy. That's that's scary. That's Ma- honestly that's scary. Mm, give don't give Magneto that vibranium. Mm-mm, don't give him an ounce. <laughs> but but yeah, man. So yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting. So there's some interesting threads where they where they're gonna take it. And um to wrap up the review, most interesting um thread of all was in the uh ending. And the mid-credit scene, which I thought was beautiful, 
the end the end credits the so the, like the final scene of the film Letitia Wright uh Shuri she travels to Haiti she she burns her her fu- her white funeral garments yeah. to symbolize the closing the end of her grief and she's just crying you know like it's a great shot of her you know just weeping um and then you see like the end credits where you see like the close-ups of those like the the tapestry and the textiles. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, and then the little the montage of like her relationship with T'Challa as she's doing it. Yep. Like she's like just she's healing. She's letting it go. Yeah. Yep. And then you see the mid-credit scene where Nakia approaches uh, Shuri with a little boy. Toussaint. Yes, Toussaint T'Challa. Prince T'Challa. So, so yeah, uh, T'Challa Jr. Uh, he. Well, they said they wasn't gonna recast it, but the character lives on. Yeah, and I thought that was I thought that was a beautiful touch. So, the character T'Challa can live on in the MCU. His the name can carry on, and a, and it's a great tribute to uh, Haiti. You know, yeah. being uh, led by Toussaint Louverture. Yep. First first uh, colony founded by free freed enslaved people so great layers there and yeah and i was like hmm that was interesting of how they explained nakia's absence from wakanda and how and and that was and that was what ramonda wanted to tell yeah. Shuri before but before she died that yeah they had a son together and they wanted to they wanted their son to be raised away from the pressures of the of the wakandan throne i was like well played well played so yeah so yeah there's so yeah there's room so yeah depending on how they go about um like the whole multiverse saga there's room where they could age up that character like, yep. in, like, like a future version comes into fight um they could still keep the t'challa name but then just have shuri just be black panther or we can see other multiverse variations or something yeah the, the many directions that they can go yeah is it well, they didn't do white wolf because in the comics uh, T'Challa has a brother. Oh, really? A white brother. Hmm. Brother from another mother. Uh, another mother. Uh, he was adopted by T'Chaka. Okay. And while obviously T'Challa was going to be the direct um direct heir to the throne of Wakanda, but they actually also trained a brother whose name just escaped me for as of right now. But um, okay. they actually called him White Wolf. Oh, did he wear, wear like a white suit? He yeah. had like a gun and everything. Just like, a white suit. Yeah. Oh, like he was like an assassin. Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. So they he he ended up going rogue. Hmm. So yeah. he's more he would be like a he would be a villain, but it's kind of hard to. They already used the White Wolf name. Oh yeah, with a uh, Witcher Soldier. But they could say. You we named you that in tribute of my brother. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. And he said, and when the soldier could say, I took it because while he was healing me, he treated me like a brother. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a clever. See, this is why I like that continue. It kind of, that's what it, it exercises your creativity. Yeah. And it all, and it all fits too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at the comments here before we wrap up. Um, uh, Inca King says, "With a son, that means the princess can't give up the throne. Think about the rules of kings and queens of nations. I should know." 
Well, this is Wakanda. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is true. I mean, I mean, Umbaku, if he becomes like king by default, even if Shuri lets him, Toussaint T'Challa is the rightful heir then. Yeah. So, hmm. Maybe maybe he'll wait. Maybe there'll be a future film where he gets older and decides to challenge Mbaku for the throne. Who knows? It's possible. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Any final thoughts as we wrap up here? Uh, just go see it. Uh, whether you're a Marvel fan or not, um, it doesn't have the exact same, like we mentioned earlier, it doesn't have the exact same impact as the first one, but it's just a, it's a great guidebook to grief. Yeah. For those who are going for it, so going through it, I should say. Um, but yeah, just go see it. You like you will enjoy it regardless if you are a comic book fan or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely go go see Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, it's uh, like I said, it's a it's a it's a very good film. Um, I say that the fir- the first film will always be that cultural phenomenon for me. It will always be better, but Wakanda Forever is a worthy follow up. There you go. Yeah. So very very well said. Yeah. Um so yeah, there there you have it. Wakanda Forever in theaters now. Uh check it out. Uh as we uh as we wrap up here. Uh Carl, uh anything else on your mind? Uh our Comic Con panels will be up. Yes. Yes, they will be up like really soon, hopefully this week. There have been some people who are asking me about them mm-hmm. and I'm just like we're gonna get them up there, so Yeah. Yeah, they'll be uploaded to our uh, Codex Prime YouTube channel soon. Okay. And, um, yeah, you can, uh, first of all, you know, catch us on Facebook Live. Thank you for watching. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catch us on any podcasting platforms, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, any form. Um, Also, you can, you know, follow us on, obviously, Facebook. and then Instagram at Cortex Prime Podcast, Twitter at Cortex Prime Cast. Yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah, that wraps it up for this week. Um, check us out next week. Same Cortex time, same Cortex channel. Uh, more, more nerd goodness coming at you. Episode three hundred six coming soon. Uh, thank you all for watching and listening. As always, we will catch you on the flip. Peace out, nerds. Later.